Vampires and Slayers. This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to What's This Bitch Talking About? To which the answer to that question today is just a season four wrap up of Buffy. We are going to go through, um, I'm going to, I realize I haven't been entirely consistent with this process. I don't think I've done a season wrap up for every single season, but it is a practice that I would like to be doing, so hopefully I can do it from now on. I know I did it during season two, but did I do it in season one? Did I do it in season three? I really don't think so. So first of all, I apologize for not doing that because looking back on the season as a whole is a cool thing to do, I think. So we're going to do that today and um, just some business stuff to get out of the way. Oh, basically, okay, so the way that the season wrap-up is going to go, I'll tell you that, and then we'll do the business stuff, and then we'll actually get into the thing, the whole thing. So, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rename every episode of Buffy as like a recap, as a previously on for the entire season. I'm going to flip through my um, Nikki Stafford's ep- Bite Me episode guide, and I'm going to just off the cuff, I did not pre- pre-prepare this pre-prepare. Yes, I did not prepare this beforehand. Um, Off the cuff, going to rename every episode from the season as a Friends episode. So the one where, that thing, that whole thing. I did that once or twice, but I, yeah, anyway. And then I'm going to go through five main, basically like a five by five of the season where I'm going to go through, I'm going to name the MVP of the season according to the stats since I, since I um, record the MVP for every episode. I'm going to um, tell you guys my top five episodes from season four, my top five um, music selections for the episodes in season four, my favorite objects, those aren't, there's not five of them, but my favorite objects from the episode since I pick an object that I would like to pluck out of the episode every single episode and keep for myself for all time. So I'm going to talk about my favorite objects of the season and I'm going to talk about my favorite outfits of the season. So we're basically doing an aggregate of most of the most of the things that I do for my five, my five by five ratings, if that makes sense. And then, okay, some business stuff. So I still have my survey on my Patreon. You do not have to be a patron to answer my survey. The link is in the description below under my Patreon. It's just the pinned post that's like at the top. It should be, it should be just right there when you go to it. And the link is patreon.com slash Ray. And it's just a, what should we do this summer um, survey? So basically what should we talk about this summer? Because I do not want to be silent all summer. Like my general plan is to do an episode every two weeks. And so far what's winning on the survey is movies from 2000. So most likely that's going to be the winner unless everybody goes right now to pick something else. So the other options are um, Gilmore Girls, Veronica Mars, 
There's that movies from 2000. Should we talk about Angel? Um, right now I'm thinking no, but that is on the survey. So if there's an overwhelming response for Angel, then we will take that into consideration, of course. Um, and what's the other option? I think the other option is just something else, please specify. So um, there's still time to do that survey. I most likely, I'm not sure if I'm going to put an episode up this coming weekend. Most likely not. It'll probably be next weekend. So it'll be somewhere between like, you know, June 12th through 14th. Um, and that's when I will announce what, who, you know, what content what pop culture we're going to be talking about this summer, essentially. And then I'll probably go into my first choice on that. So I'll do my first episode of that. So this will, that'll probably be next weekend. So if you're listening in real time in June of 2020, it'll probably be um, that weekend that's the 12th through the 14th. At some point, it'll go up. Um, so there's that. And... Again, while you're taking my survey over on Patreon, um, just to let you know how my Patreon works, just in case you feel like becoming a matron slash patron, it would be, I would be so incredibly grateful. And um, I'm, so what we have, what's available over there, basically at any level of giving, if it's a dollar or all, all the other, all the tiers and all that stuff, like basically if you, if you contribute a dollar, you get my weekly podcast episodes, which are an aggregate of the talking segments of my weekly radio show. Um, the details for that is in the show notes as well. But basically, I have a live internet radio show every Friday where I basically just babble about my personal life and what I'm going through that week and stuff like that. And in between segments of me babbling, I play music that I like. Um, so as a patron, you get access to the podcast episodes, which are just the talking points because for copyright reasons, I can't use the music for my radio show, but they're just the talking points edited together from my radio show. So as a patron, you get access to, so you basically can listen to those podcast episodes whenever you want. Whereas if you were listening to the radio show, you'd have to be logged on, on my radio show site at the time that it's airing. It's, it's live. And that's like, if you're interested in like hearing more personal stuff, because I really go deep, like I get into it. I don't have much, I'm kind of like Cordelia in the sense that I have the philosophy that tact is just not saying true stuff. So I'm very like authentic, open, raw and vulnerable on my radio show slash podcast, uh, personal podcast. So that's what that is. And that's kind of the reason why it's quote unquote behind a paywall because, um, I don't want it. I don't want it to be just, I, I feel like I don't want it to just be out there, you know? So with my patrons, it's just, it's just us. It's just us. If for some reason I become incredibly popular and I start having like a lot of patrons, I might have to reassess how much, how personal I get on my podcast. But for now I get really personal. So if you're interested in hearing just like the inner workings of my ridiculous and uh, neurodivergent brain, that is a way that you can do that at any level of giving as a patron of mine. 
also with my um, Patreon benefits and stuff um, at any level of giving, you get um, a free monthly full moon tarot and oracle reading. It's um, it's like an unlisted YouTube link, so you get like a full moon reading. That's going to actually go up this weekend because the full moon is June 5th, 2020. Um, so that's going to go up probably Thursday or Friday. Like I, I like to, I think of everything in Buffy terms. So I think of like the full moon as being the day before the day of and the day after. So Thursday through Saturday. So that's going to be up in the next few days. So that's available for any of my patrons. And then if you select the $5 or more tier, um, you get access to personal tarot readings. Um, basically, uh, that's just something that if you want it, you just let me know and I, we can get that to you. So, um, it would be like an unlisted YouTube video link that only you would have access to. And it would be, you know, talking about whatever, whatever things you want to talk about in your tarot reading. Um, so that's something that I offer for anyone that gives $5 or more. And that's really all I have set up for like benefits at this time on my Patreon. Um, I also just like every once in a while, I'll have extra, I have a few extra episodes on there that are like movie reviews and stuff like that. Um, but mostly it's just the weekly podcast the full moon readings every month, and then the extra tarot readings if you're interested. So that's all the business shit out of the way. Let's talk about season four of Buffy. Again, I would love for any of you to take, any and all of you to take my survey about what we should talk about this week. So again, the link for that is patreon.com slash Ray. Okay. So let's rename every episode of season four as if it were a Friends episode. <laughs> right off the cuff, let's do it. I don't know if I told you guys this or not, because I had to start re I had to re start this recording over. So I'm not sure if I said this or not. So forgive me if I'm repeating myself. Um, I, for whatever, just full disclosure, before I do all of these ratings and things, <laughs> um. I completely lost my notes for the second episode of the season, The Harsh Light of Day. Is that right? No, Living Conditions. Living Conditions. I lost my notes for it. Um, I don't know if I didn't take any. <clears throat> Most likely I did take notes, but I didn't take them in the notebook where I have all the rest of my notes for the whole season. So I don't know what the fuck happened to that. So those stats are missing, but since they're only the stats for one episode... And it wasn't like an episode that was that important anyway, in my opinion. So not going to worry about it, but just full disclosure, I do not have my notes for living conditions. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. We're renaming every episode as a friend's episode. Here we go. Season four, episode one, the freshman, the one where Buffy goes to has her first day of college and she feels out of place. Episode two, living conditions. The one where Buffy's real fucking petty about her dorm mate, but it turns out she's actually a demon. So listen to Buffy. <laughs> Episode three, harsh light of day. The one where hashtag not all men 
but most of them. <laughs> this is the one where Spike was a total asshole to Harmony, Xander's a total asshole to Anya, and Parker's a total asshole to Buffy. Episode 4, Fear Itself. The one where fear as actual size is actually only two inches tall. <laughs> Episode 5, Beer Bad. The one where Buffy learns that drinking can be dangerous. Buffy learns to drink in college and learns that beer is foamy. Episode 6, Wild at Heart. The one where Oz... He's having a real strength moment, you know? He, he doesn't know what to do about his new attraction to Veruca. Episode 8, Pangs. The one where we have a cult, somewhat culturally inappropriate, but mostly age as well, discussion about Thanksgiving in America. Episode 9, Something Blue. The one where Willow accidentally casts a spell on everyone and everything's hilarious. <laughs> Episode 10, Hush. The one where everyone loses their voices. Episode 11, Doomed the fuck is that one? The one where everyone briefly confronts their demons from high school, but it's really hard to remember what the fuck happened in this episode because it basically sucked. Okay. Episode 12, A New Man. The one where Giles wakes up as a demon. And we get to see Ethan Rain again. Episode 13, The Eye in Team. The one where Professor Walsh tries to kill Buffy. Episode 14, Goodbye, Iowa. The one where Riley is having an identity crisis. Part 1. <laughs> Episode 15, This Year's Girl. The one where Faith wakes up. Episode 16, Who Are You? The one where Faith and Buffy switch bodies. Episode 17, Superstar, the one where Jonathan is the queen of everything. Episode 18, Where the Wild Things Are, the one where Buffy and Riley have sex the whole episode and there's an orgasm wall slash poltergasm. <laughs> episode 19, New Moon Rising, the one where Willow has to choose between the two best Partners in the Universe, Oz and Tara. Episode 20, The Yoko Factor, the one where Spike um, just really gets in there and gets the gossip juices flowing and brings all the issues to the surface with his petty bullshit. Episode 21, Primeval, the one where we get super combo matrix Buffy defeating stupid, stupid Adam. Episode 22, Restless, the one with all the dreams. Okay, now 
time to, this is actually going to be a pretty short episode, um, MVP of the season. So season four, Buffy, I, I try not to vote for Buffy as MVP because essentially Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show is, you know, she is the MVP. So really MVP of the season gets to go to someone other than Buffy. But that said, even even putting that into consideration, like I try not to vote for Buffy episode to episode, but she still got the most votes, even though I try not to. Like I, she has to be extra, 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 extra exceptional to get MVP as the vote for the episode, for each episode. But when I went through and wrote down the MVP from each episode and made the chart and everything, Buffy got MVP on four episodes this season. Um, we might as well just like list which episode she got it, right? Just cause. Yes, I handwrite everything. I handwrite everything, guys. Composition notebooks and pens. That's what I do. Okay, so Buffy got MVP for The Freshman, the first episode of the season. Then she got it again in The Eye and Team. Um, when she, you know, Professor Walsh tried to kill her and she was wearing the cool halter. And not at that exact moment, but that's the episode that she was wearing the cool halter. <laughs> And she was like in a sea of military dudes and there's this short blonde chick in a halter top. Um, yeah. And she, she's like, you're going to find out what a real slayer is. So she got it for that episode. Then she also got it for Superstar because, you know, she really was Counselor Buffy. Like anytime she's dealing with Jonathan, she's kind of Counselor Buffy. And I really like it when, when we get to see the more, the more empathetic, um, understanding version of Buffy. We don't get to see that that often. So that's how she got MVP in that episode. And then she also got it in Primeval because, you know, she was the combination of the four main characters, herself, Giles, Xander, and Willow. And just that was the most badass fight scene, I think, ever in Buffy. In my opinion, know, I know that's not popular opinion, but I liked it because there wasn't a ton of actual like combat. It was just mystical reciting Sumerian and just matrixy shit. You know, I like that. Um, it had good sound editing. It was a good defeat. So that's when Buffy got MVP of the season. But um, we're going to share that her MVP because Buffy is gonna get MVP every single fucking season. She is because this show is about her. So um, she's going to share her trophy. But first, I will give um, the stats for the other members of the the main Scoobies. So Buffy, Giles, Willow, and Xander. So Buffy got the MVP for four episodes of the season. Giles got it twice. He got it for the episode Fear Itself. He got it for, what's the other one? Where the Wild Things Are. Um, and then Willow got MVP for one episode, which was Pangs. Um, 
because I was on her side for most of the arguments of Thanksgiving <laughs> in that episode and she was just really trying she was really trying to do the right thing in that episode and she was really letting her voice be heard and really speaking up for herself and so I, she got it in that episode and Xander got MVP which is kind of surprising like I never vote for Xander for anything but Xander got MVP in episode five which is beer bad because he was you know he was being counselor Xander in that episode you know he was doing his bartending thing and he really was an advocate for Buffy throughout and in a way that you know was kind of making a light metaphor of like you know as friends of women that maybe get too drunk it is our responsibility to look out for them and make sure that you know nobody's gonna take advantage of them and Xander was 100% Buffy's advocate in that episode and I really enjoyed his performance and that his character in that episode so but the actual trophy that Buffy shares because she's so caring and loving <laughs> um, she shares her trophy in season four with Tara Tara got voted MVP for three of the episodes. I will admit that I am biased. Like, basically, Faith gets all the points in season three because she's... Basically, season two, Drusilla got all the points because she was my favorite character of that season. Season three, um, Faith got all the points because she was my favorite character of season three. And then season four, my favorite character is Tara. So because we finally get to meet Tara in this season and she is a pretty fully realized witch like she knows who she is like she's portrayed as very sh like socially shy but she is secure in who she is for the most part and I mean that's just Willow's attracted to people that are that like are pretty good at knowing themselves essentially <laughs> that is who she's attracted to so um oz was that way and tara is that way so tara is the mvp of season four of course sharing the title with buffy because buffy will always get that title and then okay so let's see let's do favorite objects next we'll end with the top five episodes of the season um, but favorite objects of the season i did not have five of these um, a lot of them, I need to get better with my descriptions whenever I'm filling that out because a lot of them were just like, like the object of the episode for the first episode of the season, the freshman, I just wrote Sunday's necklace. They're like, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> that was last year sometime. What was that necklace? I don't know. I don't want to go back and find it. So I just basically picked like the big objects. So favorite objects of the season, as always, Giles's minty mug. I am a little nervous that we will never see it again. We haven't seen, we saw it pretty consistently many episodes this season, but we have not seen it for like the last three, four, five episodes of the season. So I'm nervous that now that Spike has drank blood out of Giles's minty mug, which is the last time we saw it, it's possible he will never use it again. So we're going to keep an eye out. Hopefully it will reappear, but it is anytime the minty mug exists, it is going to be one of my favorite objects of the season. So we have that. We have, um, 
Actually, this is the season, I forgot about that until this moment, but this is the season that Giles's Kiss the Librarian mug appeared. Um, the Minty mug has been there since at least season two or three, but this is the first sighting of the Kiss the Librarian mug. Um, we saw it in two episodes of the season. <laughs> I think. Maybe three. Anyway, um, so that has to be on the list too. And also Giles's couch pillow gets like a little honorable mention. So these, these three that I'm saying right now are all honorable mentions. Um, the minty mug, the kiss the librarian mug, and Giles's like really cool, like Tibetan purple batik type pillow that he has on his like forest green velvet couch. Um, I really like that. And I need to get one myself, honestly, because I actually have my, my couch that's in my main couch that I use all the time, um, is, it's not the same style as Giles's forest green velvet couch, but it is a forest green velvet couch. And so I need that pillow because it looks so good on that couch. <laughs> so, um, I have not acquired that yet. Although I have acquired a minty mug and a kiss the librarian mug courtesy of my mom. So thanks mom. So the actual favorite object of the entire season, the number one best object of the whole season is Tara's motherfucking room. It's haphazardly painted black. It has white Christmas lights all over. So many different gorgeous textures. She has the, the like doily crochet bedspread. She has tarot card she has um cool like wicker shelves like i usually i hate wicker but like wicker and rattan shelves and she's got her stereo on there and she's got mystical things and witchy things all over her room and it's just she's got like red carpet and just everything is just lush beautiful textures <clears throat> in fact tara's room sort of reminds me if you guys have seen um firefly the show is like basically the same vibe as a Nara's shuttle. And those are just like the best rooms in my opinion, is those like, like jewel tones, gorgeous textures all over the place, witchy things. I like, I like a lot of stuff that's just cozy. I just love the entire vibe of Tara's room. And I've talked about it a lot this season, but it is definitely the object of the episode object of the season. Sorry, I probably keep saying episode when I mean season. So just, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Best outfits of the season. Okay, so this one was really hard because at this point, um, this point forward, basically season four and beyond, it's going to be, for the most part, some pretty crappy fashion. In my humble, oh so humble opinion, the only decade of fashion that sucked is 2000 to 2010. It was basically the worst. <laughs> there was just, you know, those super low rise pants, the weird like peasant tops that weren't good, or maybe peasant top is not the right wording, but just, oh man, we're going to get into it. It's going to get worse. But this is kind of the first of the really bad fashion seasons. We had a lot of pretty great fashion in season. We had excellent, basically it's just been declining 
season one, I think, had the best fashion of all the seasons. Season two was still really great. Season three starting to drop off a little bit. Season four, there were actually a few episodes in season four that I just put not applicable for best outfit of the episode, which is heartbreaking to me. Like, I might have to take that off the list of things that I rate every episode because it's going to get to a point where, like, for the most part, Tara and Willow are still going to have pretty cool fashion. And anytime we see, like, a more edgy alternative character such as Faith or Spike, they generally have pretty great fashion. Um, but anyway, best outfits of the season. Basically, anything Harmony wore... All the outfits that Sunday wore in that first episode of the season. <laughs> and so what I wrote for Best Outfit is all the Harmony, all the Sunday, sometimes Willow, sometimes Tara, and Giles' Falsa blanket and sombrero of the Halloween episode. <laughs> Which, uh, I'm not sure if it's okay for me to like that. It might be cultural appropriation for him to wear a sombrero and a Falsa blanket slash parka. Parka? Poncho. Poncho. Pajo. But if it's okay to like it, I mean, even if it's not okay, I still do. <laughs> um, okay, so that's best outfit of the season. Um, we did favorite objects, best outfit. Let's do top five songs and we'll end the ratings with the top five episodes of the season. So top five songs, well, slash music, because basically two of them are not Three of them are not specifically songs. So best music of the season for me is anytime we got to hear Anthony Stewart Head as Giles sing. I mean, the songs that he was singing, like he sang a Who song and then he sang fucking Leonard Skinner. So they're not even songs that I like. Like Giles's taste in music isn't my taste in music. <laughs> like he likes... David Bowie, The Who, Leonard Skinner. He probably loves Led Zeppelin. It's just a bunch of stuff that totally makes sense for his character to like, but isn't really my thing. But his voice is so beautiful. So he gets top five from the season for music. Um, the Restless score, just basically the entire score of the Restless episode is just Christoph Beck did the score and it's so beautiful so beautiful. Um, there is also Veruca's band Shy is actually the band THC. Their entire album, I think they only ever had one album and it was kind of like self-published kind of thing. Um, I actually, back in the day, I reached out to them because I could not find their music anywhere. And this was before like, you know, being able to like find things on YouTube and stuff like that. It was, you know, way back early 2000s. I actually ended up reaching out to them and like, how can I get your album? I'd really like to have it. Like, I love all the songs that are in Buffy and I just really want this album because it's just like beautiful indie lo-fi trip hop sound. I love it so much. And they, um, I bought their album directly from them through like an email exchange or something. I don't even know how I sent them the money back in the day. Did I write them a check and mail it to them? I have no idea, but somehow, or maybe they just sent it to me. I feel like I paid for it. Anyway, it was a long time ago, but when they sent me their album, it was on a burned CD, you know, <laughs> they had like the artwork and everything and it was their album, but it was on a burned CD. So it wasn't like, um, 
wasn't like a mass-produced kind of thing and I think you can you, it's on like Spotify and stuff now but back then I had to fight to get it so you can listen to their album their THC the album is called Adagio and it's um, there are three or four I think three songs from their album are on the show in season four um, every time you saw Veruca um, perform it was THC and their songs from that album and also there was one one of their songs was also in Angel at this time as well like that what that first like party that you see Cordelia at in one of the very first episodes of the of the Angel series the first season they're playing a THC song at the party so that is for sure top music because I would not have known who they were if it weren't for Buffy and it's still one of my favorite trip hop albums I just think it's um underrated I think um it's real. I just love her voice so much anyway anyway I love THC <laughs> the band and also sometimes the actual thing um Oh, okay. And then we get to the last two of the top five music selections from season four are actual songs. One is Faith and Love by Devil Doll. That is the song that was playing in, ooh, I think it was Harsh Light of Day. I'm pretty sure it was Harsh Light of Day. It was Harmony's like seducing Spike and she's like laying in bed and like, look at all these veins there I'm absolutely covered in these little blue veins <laughs> and like the song that was playing whenever she whenever that scene was happening was this song faith and love by devil doll it's a beautiful song also the song window to your soul by delirium that is a song that like I don't love the context in which it exists in this season of Buffy but delirium is one of my favorite bands and um, it's weird to even call them a band because it's basically just like an electronic group of probably all dudes that hire different singers to um, do, sing over their songs, kind of like Massive Attack or like something like that. Um, but I love Delirium and their song Window to Your Soul was in, I think it was it was the background to like the first time Buffy and Riley have sex whatever he's like all taking off her shoes super slow or whatever so I don't love the context that this song was in the season but I love the song um, honorable mention as well to the only time I th I'm pretty sure the only time that the cure which is my favorite band of all time the only time the cure is ever in Buffy ever is in this season it is in the episode who are you it's what is playing in the bronze when faith in Buffy's body meets spike for the first time and she says all that super sexy stuff to him you know what I'm talking about it's um, the cures watching me fall is playing at the bronze so just a little shout out um, to that song I don't love I mean that was like I don't want to get into a whole thing about the cure but the cures blood flowers their album from 2000 is the last album that I canonically recognize as a cure album 
And that's just because I don't like anything that they've made since then. I didn't really like that album very much. If I were to rank all of the Cure albums, which I have done, <laughs> if I were to rank all of the Cure albums, that's the last one I count as an album and it's last on the list. So it doesn't get, it gets an honorable mention simply because it um, is the only time we hear the Cure in Buffy ever, but that's it. It's not actually a great song. <laughs> um, but yes, I have a lot of opinions about The Cure. If you guys want to talk about it, let me know. And I can, I can do an entire podcast episode talking about The Cure, <laughs> which my mom would hate because she hates The Cure. Okay, so that's best um, music from the season. So just to recap, since I was talking about that for a while, anytime we heard Giles sing the entire score from the Restless episode Anytime we heard the band THC, and then the songs Faith and Love by Devil Doll and Window to Your Soul by Delirium. If you would like to hear any of the music from Buffy, I have um, in the show notes always, I have the link to my Spotify playlist. Um, I believe the link that I have is my best of, so it's all the all of my favorite songs from Buffy in or their order of appearance. So it's a pretty long playlist. And it's, if you like sort of like that, like lo-fi trip hop type vibe, that's kind of like the vibe of music from Buffy in general. But it's also more the stuff that I focused on for my best of mix. I also have on my Spotify, I have every single song from Buffy in order of appearance that could, can be found on Spotify. I did put that playlist together a few years ago, so it's possible I need to go in and see if any of the songs that aren't on there have been added to Spotify over the last couple of years, because I did make that playlist a while ago. But I have both like my best of, which is the link that's in the show notes, and then I have the like full thing. <laughs> the one that is the... Um, that is my best of, which is a great playlist to play during, like, if you're having people over to, like, play board games or just kind of, like, having a casual, not super amped up dance party, but just, like, a casual party where you want some nice music in the background. It's a great playlist for that. I've used it many times for that purpose because it's, like, it's a solid, like, two and a half-ish hours long, and it's all just, like, real chill trip-hop music. So if that is your vibe, check out that playlist. I mean, you like Buffy, so you might also like the music that's played on Buffy. Yeah, anyway, just pimping my playlist because I do call myself the mixtress because I like to make mixes. That's the whole reason why that is there. Um, so anyway. Okay, so I did Favorite Objects. Best Outfits, Top Music, and I did MVP, which means we are ready for our, well, my, and hopefully also your, top five episodes of season four. So, of course, like we've talked about before, season four is kind of an uneven season. You know, there were all kinds of things that they couldn't predict, such as Lindsay Krause leaving to go do some other gig and also Seth Green leaving unexpectedly to go do some kind of gig. So they had to kind of like gig, like movie or something, you know. So um, they had to change the trajectory because Lindsay Krauss was supposed to be the big bad of season four, but then she left 
So they had to kind of like figure out what to do and rewrite the season when she left. And also they had to rewrite aspects of the season when Seth Green left, even though he wasn't, you know, probably as big of a character focus as Lindsay Krauss was going to be as Professor Walsh. It's just an uneven season for that. Plus, you know, this is the first year that Joss was, he was trying to be the showrunner of both Buffy and Angel at this point. But he, it's, I mean, I've said this many times before, but I think it's pretty clear that he cared more about Angel this season that he did about Buffy and he wasn't completely handing over the reins yet. Luckily from now on, I think he has. Like basically Marty Noxon, I mean basically and literally, Marty Noxon is the showrunner from season five on, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, fun fact about Marty Noxon. I just found this out. She has, um, she has two moms. So, you know, it was interesting. It's interesting to see how well the Willow and Tara relationship is being handled and how, you know, that comes from a place of Marty Noxon having two moms. So she knows, you know, like it's, yeah. Anyway, just fun fact. Um, so themes and consistency of season four, like, obviously we get like, this is, I mean, every season of Buffy is about identity and finding yourself because the whole premise of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is like moving through adolescence. It's metaphors in campy horror of adolescence. And so it's, it's all about identity forming and finding yourself. But this season in particular was, I mean, if you could pick a theme for the season, which it was very inconsistent, most inconsistent season of, of Buffy for sure, by far. But, and season five, like thinking about it, once we get into season five, that's about, it's really about Buffy finding herself through her Slayer origins. You know, what does it mean to be a Slayer? So that is very much identity, but, and finding, yeah, but, season four is just kind of like losing yourself during a transition period. And what does it mean? What does it mean to be in college now instead of high school? What does it mean? You know, what do I, basically the whole theme is what do I do with my life? You know, where do I fit in, in the adult world? Um, yeah, but anyway, Let's not talk about the themes of season four, because I could babble forever about what I think they were trying to say versus what actually got said. And, you know, we've talked about that as we went along anyway. So let's do top five episodes of the season. So according to my ratings, um, let me refer back to that really quickly. Like my five by five ratings really don't mean shit. <laughs> But according to my ratings, I had one episode that got a 20, which is the top score that you can get. Um, and it's not the one you think. I got two, I had two episodes that got a 16, which were the two sort of unexpected choices. Like if I were to just name off the top of my head, my favorite episodes from season four, it's not either of those, which is interesting. Um... 
Okay, so if I were to name off the top of my head my favorite episodes from the season, like most people, I think most people would agree with these choices, I would name Hush, Restless, and I mean, I think of this, I think of the two-parter of, um, you know, Faith waking up and then them switching bodies. I think of that as one episode, but I actually gave a much higher score to the second part of that, which is Who Are You? So those I would name off the top of my head, but the two unexpected ones, according to my um, ratings, my five by five ratings, when I just like wrote down the score for each episode. Um, again, I'm missing stats for episode two, which is the one where, you know, Kathy is the dorm roommate from hell, but that was not a great episode. So I'm sure it wasn't on there. Um, as far as height, I'm sure it didn't get a high score. But the other two episodes that got an unexpectedly high score that I wouldn't think of off the top of my head are Oz-centric episodes. Wild at Heart got 16, and New Moon Rising got 16. Like, I know why New Moon Rising got such a high score, because it's just such a beautiful relationship, emotionally intelligent, like, shit. Like the Willow centric, like who she's gonna, who is she gonna choose, Oz or Tara? And then she comes out to Buffy, and it's just such a beautiful, emotionally, it's just emotionally, psychologically rich episode, and it's just pretty great. So, but Wild at Heart being one of the ones that just scored really high is kind of, it's kind of a surprise to me that that got such a high score, but it did. Um, that's the one where Oz cheats on Willow, I think, isn't it? I think it is. Anyway, I'm not going to look that up because you guys know, <laughs> but, um, just according to my score, those two episodes were high on my list. And then of course, Restless, of course, Hush, and of course the two-parter that was all about faith. Um, particularly Who Are You, the second part where Buffy and Faith switch bodies. That is, I mean, if I were picking, it's, it's crazy too, because if I were picking, despite how inconsistent season four is thematically and plot wise, um, way too much focus on Riley, even though I do base, base level like him. <laughs> he does not need a lot of focus and he had a lot of focus this year. Um, even though season four largely inconsistent in its themes and all of that stuff, it's still like in my top five Buffy episodes of all time, probably three of them are from this season because who are you restless and hush? Like I've said many times, Restless is my favorite episode. <laughs> Although, Who Are You got a higher score. Like, I think looking back, I think Restless has been dethroned as my number one favorite episode of television and Buffy ever. It's been dethroned. Um, it's still in the top five for sure, but I think... Who Are You is more important. I do. It's weird, but it's true. Um, but yeah, let me see. I think I might even have a list of my top episode, Buffy episodes ever. Let me see if I can find it in my notes here. 
Okay, I made this list February 13th, 2014. So most likely I will revisit this list, but my top 10 Buffy episodes of all time, let's just put it out there. Why not? Um, as of February, 2014 were, who are you? Hush. Once more with feeling. I only have eyes for you. That's that one where, um, Buffy and Angel get possessed by the like poltergeist spirits of like a student that was dating his teacher. Remember that one? Season two, um, earshot which is the one where Buffy hears everyone's thoughts. I think that might not be on the list anymore. It's still a good episode, but anyway, Restless, The Body, coming up next season. Holy fuck, you guys. Are you ready to cry a lot? <laughs> Chosen, which is the last episode of the entire series, Band Candy, and Normal Again. So of those top 10 that I set in 2014, how many of them are from season four? Who are you? Hush. Restless. Yeah, so three of them. Three of those top 10 are from season four. Um, and three of those top 10 would still, those three would still be there for sure. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> I kind of want to like, off the top of my head right now, what what do I predict are my top five episodes of Buffy? Who are you? Hush. Um, restless. Once more with feeling and I don't know. That's hard to say what the fifth one would be right now. But anyway, that is my season four wrap up of Buffy. And um, I will again, um, I will be back probably somewhere in the weekend of June 12th through 14th, where we will, I will announce who won, what won the survey of what should we do this summer. So if you still want to vote for that, you have until probably the 12th to do so. So that, um, well, actually, I will need to actually you will have until the beginning of next week to do so because I'll have to record sometime that week. So I'll have to know what the answer is at that point. So you'll have till through this weekend. So June 7th through June 7th, if you would like to answer that survey, the choices again for what should we do this summer are Gilmore Girls, Angel, Veronica Mars, movies from the year 2000. So movies that will be turning 20 and, um, other please specify, I think is the fifth choice. So if you'd like to answer that survey, the link is in the show notes. It is my Patreon link, but it is also patreon.com slash Ray. Okay. So I will see you guys soon and I hope you have a great couple of weeks. Stay safe. Um, and even though I'm not really choosing to talk about it that much, I do think it's important if you have the ability to do so, if you have the ability to get out there and protest, or if you have the ability to donate to Black Lives Matter, I think it is an important thing. We're in a moment of history where some shit is going down and hopefully it will be for the better. So if you have the ability to do so and you are so inclined, um, do what you can. Stay safe. I love you guys. I will see you next time.
Bye.